Hi there. My name is Jared. Welcome to episode 3 of Citizens of the Metaverse. Today's episode is one of the special episodes I talked about in the beginning of the channel trailer. Today's guest is someone named Michael, or Mike. He's actually one of my roommates for next year in college. Throughout the conversation, we talk about things like how he got to the major he's going to study next year, or how he thinks the pandemic affected his college process. It's a really good conversation, and I can't wait to meet him in person in a few months. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi there. Tell me a bit about yourself. Hello. Uh, my name is Michael. Um, I like video games. That's what I plan to do when I'm older. I like to uh, play games, see how like the they made the story. I like the art specifically in games, like how the 3D models are made and stuff. So, yeah. So... We're going to the same college, right? We're going to roommate next year. Yeah. So then, yeah. Tell me a bit about what you like. Uh, tell me a bit about why you chose the school you did. Well, I chose it because uh, it's nearby to where I live and it's in like the good price range where I am um, for what I can go. Um, I went there once before for a um, summer event where basically they uh, take, you, if you're in high school, you can go there and see if you like the college or not. And it, they did a, um, a program for the major I was looking into, which was game art. And I thought it was really good. And I turned in a portfolio and I got a scholarship for it. And then I guess I kind of got on like the good track of their college as well. So I got a scholarship later on for to go if I wanted to go full, you know, to the actual college. And uh, I thought it was, you know, it was a really good college. It's in my area. It has the um, stuff I wanted to do. I met the professors there and they're really nice professors. So I was like, yeah, this is the place I want to go to. So, so that's how I chose it. I know you said you did a summer program there, but how did you actually find it in the first place before the summer program even? Well, before I found the summer program, I was mostly just, I, I did a lot of researching on like, how much money do game designers and game artists make? Uh, I wanted to know which, you know, part of the um, job I was looking to do when I'm older. And so, um, I kind of read about it and I mostly was enjoying making 3D models at the time. And uh, it was through, I think it was like, I don't know, I, I, I would look at a lot of like um, places uh, where they um, they have like 3D magazines and stuff like that, where they show 3D models and stuff like that. And I remember, I think I saw something like about Columbia in one of them. Um, uh, also, um, when I was looking, they have, my school has this like thing, it's like a website where you can look at colleges after school and stuff, and you can choose what career path you want to go down and list the colleges that kind of have majors towards it, and that was one of the colleges, uh, so I thought if it's repeatable enough to be in a magazine as well as, you know, on the website, and it says it's good, so I thought, yeah, I'd check it out. So then, how helpful was your college counselors in high school? Um, they were very helpful actually. When I was um, looking for like um, different colleges, uh, they didn't necessarily specify like uh, what colleges that I uh, should go to because I don't think they know entirely. But they understood like um, what major I was kind of looking to go towards, like more of an art major. And so they were very helpful with um, leading up to that. I, I took uh, this year I took an AP class for art, and they recommended to me it because it's like a it's like a good for college you know understanding of a what art classes class. might be like a, a booster so, class. Yeah, yeah. So then, how was your college process affected, at least to your knowledge, by the pandemic? 
Um, well, I guess I, uh, I was hoping this year and like a bit last year to go and see the college again. But due to the COVID and all that, I wasn't able to actually go down and see it because they kind of had it all like kind of locked down. You wouldn't be able, you weren't able to go in and see the stuff. Luckily, I was able to see it, the college before uh, a bit of it just before um, I, uh, the whole lockdown happened. But um, I've been meaning to go back and see it all, all over again because I wanted to uh, because I only saw one of the dorms and I wanted to see more of it and stuff, see more of the campus. But I haven't been able to do that. So. Was the college we're attending next year the only one on your list the entire time, or did you have other ideas of where you might want to go? There were others, but the um, they ha had a few problems with them. Mostly that either one, they were a lot more expensive. Considering this is an art college, uh, their prices range uh, large amounts because depends on what type you're going into. If you're going for like drawing some of that, I'm not sure it's that expensive. Or, like a uh, college you need for that but if you're going like for what i'm doing like game art and stuff like that and like some maybe like cgi and stuff usually they have a lot more uh need for like um expensive equipment at those colleges so it usually costs more to go to them uh so the, the reason why i wanted to go to columbia was because like i said it was in a good price range and the other reason was it was close by rather than the other colleges are usually in more populated like areas where people in that major uh get work afterwards like in California and like Texas and sometimes in Florida. So like the location so themselves would ramp up the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, ramp up the price. I'd have to fly all the way there and stuff. So. So did COVID and not being able to really even see those schools affect your decision in the end, do you think? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would definitely think so. Like, um, if I uh, if there wasn't COVID, I probably would have at least tried to probably go see maybe some of the colleges that are in California. But with COVID happening in California being actually one of the hot spots for like COVID at the beginning um, of the whole pandemic, um, it kind of just ruined those plans. And um, yeah, I, I guess just uh, being able to be closer to Columbia and like seeing more information about it constantly since I'm nearby. Uh, I guess it kind of affected my decision that that's the place I wanted to go. So, backing up a bit, how did you actually get into game art? How do you know that's what you want to major in? Well, first, um, I started making 3D models, not because I wanted to, well, not necessarily because I wanted to make games with them, it's just, um, I saw an image and I found uh, that looked extremely realistic and I found out that it's not an actual um, uh, Like a real thing in real life. It was just a 3d model someone had made and so I got interested in that And so I took a few tutor uh, tutorials online on like how to make a donut how to um, How to make like a lot of uh, small projects and small things um, and I guess after I recreated one of my favorite cartoon characters, Bimo from Adventure Time, um, I kind of like, I thought it was really cool and I thought, oh, I could make that into a game character or something of like using it in a game or something. So, and I was thinking, oh, that, uh, I'd probably like to, you know, do that when I'm older because I, I have a lot of fun making this kind of stuff. And so I thought, yeah, this is something I want to do. So tell me about the craziest thing you've ever made in a 3D model. Uh, hmm. 
I guess, well, the most uh, realistic life-looking thing would be the donut, which was one of my first projects, because I started, like, 3D modeling, like, maybe two or three years ago now. The first thing I made was from the tutorial of the donut, and I kind of, after that tutorial, uh, I never completed the tutorial fully, because you're supposed to make a donut, a whole scene where there's, like, a coffee and stuff like that. I kind of stopped at the donut, because... Um, I kind of wanted them to make other things because after that I was working I was working on this donut for like over a week I was and so uh, over the years though I kind of revised the donut changed its colors and stuff um, made it look better and uh, recently I just tested myself by seeing how fast I could remake this donut using the current software that I have now like ZBrush which is a better sculpting one while before I used Blender which is a completely free 3D modeling software and uh, I kind of made it quite quickly, actually. And it looks, I wouldn't say it looks better, but it looks, it, it, it certainly looks uh, quite similar. How about your favorite thing you've ever made? Is that still a donut or is there something else that you're even more proud of? That, that would be the BMO 3D model because that was actually the first 3D model I made completely off of just looking at a, a reference image of the BMO um, uh, like I searched up an image of BMO from the cartoon and I basically just looked at the image and decided to make it off like I, I had to change all the shapes um, shape, like the shape of the shapes using the modeler and I guess uh, I, I just feel like very proud that's the first thing that I made that kind of resembles an actual character. So then how did you go from having this new hobby of 3D modeling to realizing I want to go into game art instead of doing a different field that requires 3D models. So rather than like, um, that's the thing, I, I chose like game art over making like, um, because you can, with the 3D modeling stuff, you can do stuff like the CGI from movies There's and so all that kind of stuff. There's so much you can do. There's and so much. I, yeah, there's so much you can do, like um, like advertising for companies also use 3D models and stuff like that. Uh, most of the time, the car commercials aren't even actually a car there. It's usually just some type of, um, it's kind of like a buggy that's got like, it's, it's like a certain color on it that makes that that's CGI that creators add the car's effect onto there and stuff. But anyway, um, the reason um, why I decided to do game over the others is that I play a lot of video games most of the time. And I guess it kind of influenced me, like uh, making me think that like rather than just movies which you see like you see movies every day and stuff like that but um i kind of felt like uh, making games was more like there was more into it than just with the cgi and because the cgi in movies usually details animation and stuff like that rather more on the 3d modeling aspect so they make the models then most of the time it's just the animation of those models whereas in games you have, uh, there's uh, more things like being pretty much in, in games the most of the time the entire thing is 3d modeled like the plants the environment pretty much everything and i kind of felt there was more to do in that aspect of uh, the call 3d modeling department than um, cgi and stuff so going back to the college topic what are you most excited about for next year despite the fact that we're probably still going to see some effects of the pandemic early in the year. Well, um, the, I guess the most fun thing is that um, through a lot of information I've gained from like uh, emails from the college, um, it's entirely like the all the students have to be like uh, uh, vaccine, got the vaccine for COVID-19 to uh, actually attend in, in class learning stuff. So it's kind of um, 
it's kind of a bit better that uh, they will actually be able to do in-person learning for most things. I've, I've, I've already checked my schedule and stuff, and I've found that most of my classes, except I think one of them, are actually uh, in-person. So I'm really excited to be able to go back into the classroom and use their equipment they have there, because most of my stuff that I um, make includes needing to have like a display tablet or something like that, or like usually big rig PCs. I have my own, but like being able to use the ones in the classroom and speak with the professors at the same time, it's going to be a lot easier than having to like chat with them over like the internet because they can't look at my work while I'm working and stuff and they can't help me in like certain areas. Rather when in person I would be able to actually speak with them and get like tips like face to face. Well, what do you think about the college requiring the vaccine? Because there's people out there that are just like, completely opposed to getting the vaccine so mm. how, do you, how do you think yeah I, I understand that like some people have like maybe there's a certain faith or something they have or maybe they're like um they don't trust the uh, the vaccines there are currently i kind of feel that is um slightly unfair for school to do that to only allow um in-person class with people that have had the vaccine but um they, they can still like they probably still be able to like attend online and stuff i assume uh, also, the school has uh, said that they are, um, they will, you know, there's vaccine, vaccination on the campus. So if you, right, I've if you seen don't those want, emails but, too. like, if you can't get it, if, it, yeah, if you, if you can get the vaccine or something, wherever you are, if you come to the campus, you'll be able to get the vaccine there. So I think that's very good. But I mean, it's, it, to be, uh, to be honest, if you, if you don't get it because of like if it's religion, faith, or something like that, uh, and that's why you don't want to get it. It's, um, it's kind of a bit unfair, but I guess it's like a, a necessary. It's a necessary thing to happen. Um, otherwise, you don't want more like cases of this spreading around uh, throughout the campus and then causing like a whole other lockdown. I guess it's more for precaution. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Have you already gotten your vaccine for next year? Yeah, I've already gotten the vaccine. Yeah. How long? Uh, how long ago was that? Um. Well, the CDC says it's two weeks after the uh, the um, the last shot you uh, you had for the vaccine that you'll be fully vaccinated. And I was, I think I got, I did Pfizer, and I got my last shot on the second. I do uh, not second, sorry, I got my second shot on the eleventh of May, I do believe. So okay, it's so been about two weeks on that. I think about, I think it's been two weeks now, actually. Well, if you got yeah, it it's been on the eleventh of May, I think it's June. It's almost the end of June. It's almost June, yeah, so... No, it's... Wait, is it still June? Or is it still it's May? June. It's still May. It's May 26th or 27th today, I can't remember. Oh, jeez. My, my sense of time is completely out of whack. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm two weeks vaccinated today, which works out well. So, as we've already established, we're going to be roommates next year. We've already figured that out. We've been talking for a while now, right? Yeah. So, how does it feel to know that just in a couple months you'll be living with someone you practically never met before? Um, uh, I guess I'm a bit um nervous about how like not being at home all the time. You know, I can't see my parents like twenty four seven. But we li currently we live in like a day and age when you can like quickly FaceTime someone or like Zoom someone and you'll be able to see them straight away. So, and like, you know, ask for the help for them there. So I, I guess I'm not ex extremely worried. I'm not, um, I'm more nervous about it being, it's, um, the, 
more nervous about, I guess, that I have to, like, sort out things on my own. Like, what am I going to eat that day? Like, I have to make sure that I wake up this time for this class and stuff like that. And it's more of, like, uh, having to organize everything for myself. Whereas before, my parents did a bit of the help of, like, um, yeah. Do you think you're, you, you think you're ready to take that next step? You're just nervous about it? Um, I think so, yeah. I think I've, um, yeah, I think I learned a lot. In the last year, specifically because of like COVID, how everything's been a bit stressful. I'm gonna, I had to keep track of all like deadlines of homework and stuff. Because rather before, when we were actually in class and stuff, I was easily able to just ask the teacher, "Oh, what day is this turned in or something?" When nowadays, um, my uh, I only have like um, I have a different schedule where it's like some classes one day, some classes the next day, and it just repeats like that. So I, every, I can't ask the, uh, the teacher every day, like, uh, when's this due or how to do this or how to do that. So I kind of had to organize myself better. So I feel like that's prepared me a lot for college. Apart from the organization, what else have you learned through the pandemic that you think is going to help you next year? Um, well, at the start of the pandemic, uh, schools were having a lot of trouble with, like, um, because they did, the teachers didn't know how to use Zoom at the start and stuff. Right, right. So I had I, it was too. a lot of asynchronous work. So I had kind of a lot of free time. So I guess I, I kind of learned a lot of, like, I, I spent that time doing, like, 3D stuff. And um, I tried to do a couple game jams on, like, making a game in, like, usually it's either in a week or something like that. And um, I never successfully made a game, but uh, I kind I kind of learned quite a lot. Um, I learned a tad bit of programming that um, I kind of don't. I don't necessarily know how to program something, but I know like what the uh, what like certain terms are, like variables, if right, and they right. functions and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought it was if to then, not if. So I, I guess I kind of I use my time wisely. Apart from what you learned that's going to help you next year in college what have you learned through the pandemic in general like what has the difficulties of the past year taught you like either about yourself about the world about those around you um i guess it's taught i mean that like uh, a lot of people are having like a harder time with this like covid19 thing than um others like uh, depending on where you live like, uh, like I was saying earlier, California was kind of like a hotspot, so there was a lot more lockdown there um, with, like, not being able to go anywhere rather than where I live, where it wasn't as bad. It wasn't. Um, uh, hmm, stuff I learned in general. Uh, well, I worked through... Uh, I, uh, I had a job throughout the pandemic, so I kind of worked um, in, like, a grocery store I did. And so... Um, there was a lot of old people working there as well, so I was kind of like worrying for their health as well, because like working during a pandemic, especially if you're older, there's a higher chance that, you know, it'll be, it could be like fatal, this, um, the virus could be. So I guess I kind of um, learned a lot to social distance, um, but at the same time be able to stay like active in like talking with friends and stuff like that. Um, I use Discord the um, a lot to uh, the, the the service Discord a lot to like uh, chat with my friends and stuff like that and uh, because I wasn't able to see them in person a lot. Yeah, one of my friends is um, um, he has a thing that that, uh, that makes him more vulnerable to the the whole uh, virus than other people. So I kind of had to um, chat with him a lot through there. So since you said you worked in customer service, did you ever? interact with anybody that was like a huge anti-mask or just wouldn't follow COVID protocols or anything? Luckily, I did not actually like uh, interact with them. Um, but uh, 
Uh, I knew um, I, I, I knew coworkers that during the day also like I, I saw from a distance um, one of my coworkers like interact with those kinds of people as well. It was only like once or twice I think, and the the people were like they were kind of very rude and they just like I don't know, I don't get people why they can't like follow like a like follow like a simple like thing. It's just wearing a mask, which I don't know maybe they just want attention or something. But like yeah, I just don't get why they but um. I, I, in, the, in that kind of situation, if I had to go like, um, and there was someone that didn't want to wear a mask, I think the best thing is to keep calm during those situations and don't like yell at them or something like to put the mask on like they'd probably do in most like if you've seen videos of this happening, it's been on the news right. a lot. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'd say yeah, the best option is just to stay calm and try and to like politely ask them to, I guess, leave the store because it's, you know, you can't go in without a mask. So, do you yeah. think that with the vaccines rolling out people are only gonna start to be more like that that more people that are gonna be like anti-mask um pop up like that because they'll think oh the pandemic's over the vaccine's around i kind of i kind of think that may happen because um technically though uh, if you have been fully vaccinated um it's not actually necessary to wear the mask anymore yeah, because I, I the chances of you actually mandate. spreading the viruses is yes, yeah, he said that it's practically zero the chance of you actually spreading the virus to others, and the, and the chance of you getting the virus is low. But um, I kind of think like uh, in like cleanliness sake and stuff like that. Uh, for those that haven't gotten the vaccine yet, I think it's it would still be best to keep masks on uh, at least for the time being, um, just as you know, like a precaution sake. You know. Right. Now, a uh, uh, a fear I have about that personally is that even though even though someone might not be vaccinated they might say they are and just because they don't want to wear a mask i because yeah considering the event like things that people have done over the past year just like completely ignoring mask mandates and things like that i'm kind of worried that people are gonna yeah. just ignore the cdc's guidelines and say hey, these people are vaccinated, so I don't have to wear a mask or get vaccinated. Then it kind of makes you think, like, if we did, uh, like, stop, like, the whole mask thing one day, like, how would we know if someone's been, like, vaccinated or not, like, unless, like, the government has, like, records that everyone in the currently has been vaccinated, like, right. would we probably have, like, something added to, like, the, um, like, an ID card or something saying that you've been, like, on, like, the, like, your, um, like your uh what's it called like not driver's license or whatever the driver's license same as the id so yeah i guess maybe like something like that because my school currently the the um the way they did it before like um like the vaccine was answered for that was that if you've been like um tested you have to get like tested see if you were positive or negative for like COVID vaccine and so if you were negative so you don't have the COVID vaccine you got like a green sticker on your school id card so you were able to like go into hybrid learning every day so that's kind of how they did it so i wonder if they'd bring something like that out into yeah hmm. that, that's an interesting uh way to handle it i haven't actually heard of anybody that said that their school did anything like that I mean, I know my school personally didn't do yeah. anything like that. Like, um, the most my school ever did was, uh, in the mornings, you had to take your temperature before you left the house and say, um, like, if you had any COVID symptoms or anything like that. Yeah, my school, um, for the most part, before the vaccines were being taken out, they also checked, like, they measured people's temperatures as they came in, so that. Mm -hmm. And unlike before, where you, uh, before the pandemic, where you didn't have to, uh, nowadays, they measure, like, uh, they track how, uh, which people go into the school or not, by, you have to scan your, um, 
your school ID when you leave and stuff like that. And uh, they other other stuff like, let's say you like leave the leave your classroom during like um, during the class period to keep track of where people are going and stuff like that. They have like I don't know, it's like a Google form kind of thing, but it's like a barcode. So you'd scan your uh, use your phone to scan the barcode and you like say where you're going and stuff like that. And I guess like it kind of keeps track, you know, like if this person like gave code or something like that to a bunch of people, they'd know where he went and know like who was there at that time. So my school uh, did something similar to that as well, but the scanning for like contact tracing was only ever for like at lunchtime, like where you sat. Because um, at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. or at the beginning of the semester for like a new class, they would just give you assigned seats. So you'd stay in the same spot every time. So yeah. how do you think the pandemic is going to affect the start of our next year at college or do you hope it won't affect it at all well um i'm kind of like i guess i'm a bit hopeful that it won't really affect it that much because i mean i kind of think currently in like the world uh, how it is right now for uh, america at least it's kind of like past the whole um fear of this um um covid thing and i guess like the whole like the um what's the term like the the worst part of it has kind of like passed and mm-hmm. we're now more on to like the um the final like stages of like getting rid of the like the whole uh, problem with it mm-hmm. so i kind of feel like i'm hoping it won't affect it but i mean i think it will still slightly affect the first year of our college because right. it's like uh, some classes are, like i said are still like um still some of them are still online while some of them are not and so I kind of feel like that might be um, that's like a bit of a down for me. Like I I would like to be in like in person for pretty much all my classes. But I mean it's it's got like you know you can't be like um, you can't be like you know in person for every class. Right, right. You can't you can't get your hopes up too high, or else you'll just get completely yeah. knocked down when they don't get fulfilled. Yeah. Hey, well here's to hoping that as many classes are in person as possible. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if the pandemic was just suddenly over? I know that's not how things work, sadly. But hey, a guy can dream. I hope you enjoyed episode 3 of Citizens of the Metaverse. Please continue to watch as I upload more videos. I'll see you next time.